talking too much. <laughs> I know. I know. But aren't you listen, I'm good. I didn't even rush you today. Have you noticed? Yes, you you do you usually rush me? I do. You do. You know, yeah, you know, I normally am like, listen, you know, I have my, my time things, but I'm well, you know, you, I, I tasked you early on and I thought you were adhering to that task with keeping me on track. On track. Yeah. Today I, I, I needed to be kept on track, but anyway, you did need to be kept on track. <laughs> and so I kept track, keeping it in the back of my mind, but because I have such difficulty staying on track. Right. But I got no. you from here on out, girl. Now, now that we hit record, I got you. I got you. <laughs> we locked in. I'm back on task. How you doing? Okay, okay, okay. How you? I'm good, Dean. I'm I'm good. You have me reflecting, and so I need to shift. But I'm good. Okay. (laughs) How are you? I'm good. It's the sun is shining. Is it? It is. It looks kind. I mean, I only see trees, but I mean, it's it's shining theoretically. Okay, just go with me. The sun is in the sky. Yes, I'm alive to experience it. All is well. That's very good. That's very good. Nothing new with the family lamb. Is your daughter gone? She's she's still working um, out Where of state. She's working. Mm-hmm. And then she'll be back in a few weeks, and then she'll be gone to school, which I'm very excited about her being able to go back to somebody's campus. I don't know. <laughs> and if begin I'm her going junior year. Back to a school this fall. The school year starts in a few weeks. Okay. Mm-hmm. In, in yep. this area. Yep. Yep. Um, I thought I might be returning to the education system this fall. Mm-hmm. Not sure that that's going to happen. Well, in due time. But time will tell. Mm-hmm. I have put some things out there and some people have said some things to me. So we shall see. Yeah. Yeah. But it's a process. Yeah. My I'm baby content. boy. My baby boy about to start his sophomore year in high school. He'll be able oh, to actually go into the school um for the first oh, time he's gonna go into high school for the first time yes yes so that's exciting i know Cobb county said those people who were choosing to be virtual were they're basically being disenrolled from their school and they have to go to the virtual school now oh wow i don't know if gwinnett is doing that well it's i don't know that they said well i guess it is basically disenrolled they had said that it would be like the gwinnett online campus mm-hmm. basically so it's which, I mean, you know, even though my child was a, a digital learner, I, I think that that's fair. Like those teachers, they've, the teachers have had to do this dual thing long enough. Like yeah, let these difficult. people, yeah, let them do what they were hired to do and stop giving them additional stuff. So mm-hmm. I get it. I, I completely get it. Shout out to the educators, man. Y'all, I was saying this before the pandemic, but for real, y'all are the MVPs. Aww. Like legit legit i couldn't hang i had to bounce (laughs) yeah yeah so i sent you an article and this is my article is like a month old but i I Mm -hmm. think it's still relevant because it's bringing true for a lot of other things that we're seeing play Mm -hmm. out in the media right now Mm -hmm. but are you a fan of the bachelor girl you know i'll be fooling up and doggone those reality shows I don't know no. what those means. I didn't know that you fooled with any reality shows. It's touche. <laughs> I told you I only like um I like Family Hustle. That was my little that was my little only guilty pleasure. Okay. That was... and, and that's a whole episode that I don't think we're going to do. So. Yeah, no, 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 no. Okay. No. No. <laughs> <laughs> no, not at all. But that was my only show. Mm-hmm. Okay. So <laughs> um, I have never watched The Bachelor either. Okay. I think I may have watched clips of, mm-hmm. the, of seasons here and there. Mm-hmm. Um, kind of unavoidable at times, depending on what's going on. So I may have looked for it based on what I saw in the news or whatever. But, yeah. you know, Rachel Lindsay was the first Black bachelorette mm-hmm. or bachelor. She was first major contestant on Black major contestant on, on the show. Mm-hmm. And I have to admit, I had certain opinions about Rachel Lindsay based on her being on The Bachelor never having watched the show mm-hmm. but as a black person who mm-hmm. has certain opinions of The Bachelor and seeing her lifted up as the first black bachelorette 
I had just some had preconceived notions about yeah, absolutely. her, about who mm-hmm. her and who she was, and didn't even watch the show to see if those things are true because who who cares? Mm. I did not know who the woman was. Did not know that she had been on the show. I had no. You, you know who I know enough to me? know that they're always on the show they almost always come from the previous season of the show you know how I found out about Rachel Lindsay it Van was because Latham. well and because my son listens to their podcast ah. so he was the one so when he was telling me about who was on this podcast with mm-hmm. Van he was saying Rachel that was you know he gave me her background but I had no idea who the baby was Mm-hmm. your son is we have to do an episode with your son at some point oh, well, we ain't ready for that jelly anyway go ahead <laughs> mess. um so yeah i i think it was you were the first person to hit me to their podcast mm-hmm. higher learning is what it's called y'all should mm-hmm. check it out mm-hmm. it's on um <sighs> it's all the major ones too it's on a network that I used to listen to all the time for something else, for Game of Thrones and for Harry Potter. Yes, I'm a nerd with those things. <laughs> they have dope guests on on Higher Learning. I Do like they? Them. Mm-hmm. Um, I've only probably listened to about three or four episodes, but that was when I first got a, a better sense of who Rachel mm-hmm. Lindsay was as a person. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, she's mm-hmm. got some really interesting Mm-hmm. thoughts and perspectives and she was better able to be herself but we'll I said, get back a black into that woman for real and mm-hmm. you know I don't think I have to explain what I'm what I meant by that I'm mm-hmm. sure some people probably would question it, especially if they've always been Rachel Lindsay fans but right I was like oh this is a for real for real black girl not somebody who you know was performative right uh, on the show and so when I saw this article come out on Vulture um about her experiences because you know she's been in the news not really recently but earlier this year I guess there was some controversy surrounding race about another contestant on the show mm-hmm. and whose name was Rachel coincidentally too I Rachel, think so we don't mm-hmm. even need to talk about her because she's mm-hmm. not relevant yeah, she's, to the story yeah, she's, ultimately right I mean, she's but irrelevant anyway but in uh, essence no. the show that. defended her <laughs> and the host defended her in a way that didn't sit right with Rachel Lindsay and Mm -hmm. she decided it was time for her to step away Mm -hmm. from the bachelor slash the bachelorette I don't know what they call the franchise but it was time for Mm -hmm. her to step away bachelor nation bachelor nation yes Mm -hmm. and she wrote this article that I found to be fascinating about her experience on the Mm -hmm. show Mm mm-hmm you know, it's really important. I'm going to say this now. It's really important to give people a chance and see them for who they are and not make assumptions and pass judgment based off of one or two key details that you see mm. about them. Mm, that's a sermon. Because I really had her mischaracterized. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. If I were plugged into reality shows at all then I probably and what I what I know about what I think I know about the bachelor and the bachelorette I probably would have had the same preconceived notions okay you know like I probably been like okay you know whatever so I'm actually happy that I didn't have Mm -hmm. any of any knowledge of her so I was able to be introduced to her for the first time when all the controversy popped off or actually when I started listening to higher learning and you know then was able to get educated on what happened to her while she was involved in the bachelor nation so at the bottom of it there was a time where I've said what I would have where I would have said black people don't watch the bachelor but I think it's more apropos to say most people most black people don't watch the bachelor right right yeah I just don't get into it I think those real the ones who watch it are really into romance and can overlook the Mm. absence of color on the show those people Mm. who love love and always like to see Mm. stuff like whatever however it comes about type Mm -hmm. thing Mm -hmm. yeah I mean and then some people there are people who just like mindless entertainment to no judgment because you know we all need some escapism Mm -hmm. (laughs) so you know um, but so what I found really interesting was that the reason she went on to The Bachelor 
is because she had two coworkers at the law office where she was working mm-hmm. who approached her two white women and said, you should totally try to be on this show. Mm-hmm. After a bad breakup. She had recently had a bad breakup. Mm-hmm. Yes. And they were like, you should go be on this show. You'd mm-hmm. be perfect. Mm-hmm. And she was like, eh. but she had had that bad breakup. Mm-hmm. And I think there was a modicum of interest. So she went mm-hmm. to go see what it was. Mm-hmm. And they loved her right away. Mm-hmm. She checked the boxes. She checked all the boxes. Because mm-hmm. give me the name of the, of the uh, head of the network, Dina. Something Channing. Channing Dungy. So mm-hmm. she went on, she went to the interview and they, the initial interview or audition or whatever, they loved her. And Channing Dungy, the head of the network, had previously said she wanted to feature a Black lead on this show. And mm-hmm. they found her. They found that Black lead in Rachel Lindsay. Mm-hmm. So she said she wanted to go on to the show and be representative and mm-hmm. make change because she had the same perception of the show I think that we did the difference mm-hmm. is she was the right age and right. she had the right background the right pedigree mm-hmm, to actually be on the show mm-hmm. which that kind of is a I guess at one point we were the right age because the bachelor has been on for 16 years yeah but I never had any interest. When, when The Bachelor started, somebody asked me wh- what was a Black version of The Bachelor because there were no Black people on The Bachelor. And I said, this is how old the show was. The show that was on at the time, Flavor of Love. Oh, oh. That's wait, how long The now. Bachelor has been on. <laughs> wait now. Uh-huh. But that's, that, Was mm-mm. that really the Black version of The Bachelor? Right. No, it's it was not. a parody. <laughs> but I, I follow. But that's how long ago The Bachelor was on. Do you remember mm-hmm. Flavor of Love Child, and Rock listen, of Love? Listen, I, I never watched those either. But anyway. They gave us Delicious in New York. Anyway. Right, right, right. Bless it. So anyway, yeah, she wanted she wanted to center Blackness in a, in a love story. Right, right. And to so see have little girls that look like her get a rose, mm-hmm. basically. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. So she went on the show and I don't know if she got all of what she was expecting. What do you mm. think, Dina? Mm-mm. It does not seem in reading the the well-written article in Vulture, it does not seem that she got uh, close to any. I mean, you know, she did find love. So I guess all was not lost mm-hmm. ultimately, but but that's yeah, not even what no. she went there for. She didn't expect that to happen. She did not expect that to happen. Well, because she found love as the Bachelorette. Correct. She didn't okay. find love on as the Bachelor. Yeah, you know, on the Bachelor show, like as a contestant on the Bachelor. So she was so. in essence a token. Yes, yes, and she seemed like she knew that early on. Mm-hmm. It didn't. I didn't. I didn't get the impression that she had any delusions about that piece but she thought she was gonna um change the narrative so to speak what stood out to me was that she said her season there were seven a total of seven so I guess six other black women on the show but Mm -hmm. after the first episode the first episode she got the rose she she was the the first impression rose Mm mm-hmm and she said she was so taken aback by it because when he was approaching her, he thought she thought he was going to the girl next to her so much so that she moved aside. Right. I still have not watched this. Right. So there were certain things she mentioned in the article that I kind of wanted to go back and watch the show, but not that bad. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's terrible, but it wasn't no. that bad. Um, <laughs> but so she got it. And I think that that really, that first impression rose kind of completely altered her, her f- frame of mind mm-hmm. because her she was cool with the black girls in the house but those weren't the people who she mostly associated with and she said it wasn't until they were down to six contestants which I don't know how many they start with mm-hmm. but it wasn't until they were down to like six contestants where she started to think about blackness again and and, and race is the issue like mm-hmm. it was fascinating to me how she described the way they force these women to kind of 
fit the mold right to right. do what they need them to do and that's what i was about to say it seems like maybe i'm misremembering but it i almost felt like there were um like they almost separated like it was almost so that the the black girls weren't all together or something it seems like maybe that was just maybe i'm thinking about something else well, but she mentioned she had a couple of friends who she would often kind of run off with right she mentioned that they were always drinking i, I was about to say she mentioned the always drinking part yeah and it like seems it was like, like a party house yes mm-hmm. she said the house is filthy Mm-hmm, which mm-hmm, you've old. been in the airbnb probably where the host could keep it up a little better right if they put in a little bit more effort it would be right. a nice house right like that's what the impression i got right right what she described um but like there's a manipulation of these people for of the of the cast members on this show obviously it's reality tv right but like keeping them drunk um forcing confrontations right right keeping them from getting to know each other in some cases so they can create these plot lines and confrontations or whatever so she got in there and completely or almost completely forgot why she was there right she got caught up in the world caught up up in the world damn I thought we were gonna make it through (laughs) I thought we were gonna make it through Nope. When's anyway. the last time you heard Anita Baker, though? Oh, on that Mary J. That, Lodge documentary. That one, Anita Baker. You know that what? That is so rude. I'm okay. I mean, I'm ahead. not trying to say that I am Anita Baker. <laughs> but as you flip your hair, <laughs> it was hot on my shoulders, Tina. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Anyway, <laughs> she was caught up. Yeah. Not Okay, she she was. I, I'm not gonna sing usher now. Okay, thank you. So, well, you were saying she got caught up, um, and and kind of almost allowed their manipulations of or influence in the plot lines because she was just kind of going through. She was just going with the flow yes. and forgot what she was initially trying to do was resist. You, uh, yes, thank you. These manipulations. And I think what brought it back to her was a scene that I guess was subsequently cut from the show. Right. Mm-hmm. which is another manipulation i'm gonna come back to yep but so apparently the girl who was ultimately chosen she was for real for real into this dude mm-hmm. she wanted this man mm-hmm. uh and rachel liked him and that was pretty much it but she's kind of like yeah you know mm-hmm. right mm-hmm. so they the producers forced those two girls to kind of have a confrontation because i guess they had not been getting along in the house but that girl was not getting along with anybody in the house right right because right. she liked that dude so much, she was like, she, she was couldn't attacking listen. everybody. Yeah, she couldn't mm-hmm. listen to other people talk about the dates, which in real life, that's how it is, right? right? When you're into somebody, granted, if we're not exclusive, I don't need to hear about right. what you're doing with whoever else. Right. We trying to figure out how to become exclusive, but but you're in the house on a on basically a game show. Yeah, like keep it funky. You know, you're in the house on a game show with these people who are competing what you're competing for so but boss up chick what you what you think you don't gonna do you gonna hear about these dates (laughs) (laughs) calm down boo right (laughs) so they force the confrontation and the girl starts crying and accusing rachel of being a bully and rachel's mind shifted right back to what she was there for because she knew the optics of the situation right she understood what was happening in that and rachel is so the thing the, the, to back up just a step was the fact that Rachel did not see it as much, let's see, it wasn't an argument, like she wasn't approaching it like that. It was her attorney thing had clicked on and it was mm-hmm. like, we're having a conversation. Mm-hmm. You know, this this is the conflict, let's discuss it. Whereas yes. homegirl got all emotional and did the Karen and well i'll let you take over from there go ahead well <laughs> the girls the girl approached her and said i i feel like you've been bullying me which right. that's not how you feel how you feel should be followed by whenever you say i feel mm-hmm. what should come next is an emotion not someone else's actions or perceived right, right. actions right 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 
and or examples of when you were bullied right that's what I mean by receipts but mm-hmm. okay so that's what Rachel asked for mm-hmm. so that's a strong word tell me when you felt bullied correct and the girl said well you didn't look me in the eye mm-hmm. <laughs> um so last I recall bullying first of all is about an imbalance of power mm-hmm. y'all all on equal footing everybody's on equal footing right Ain't nobody signed no checks up in here. No. So, <laughs> so, you know, and, and there could even be a created power structure within that house, but I, don't, I think there's a difference. In fact, I know there's a difference between someone being a bully, someone being mean, and someone not liking you and so they don't fuck with you. Correct. And what Rachel said was, that's not me being a bully. That's because I don't fuck with you. Right. I don't fuck with you. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I was pausing because I really thought Dee was about to come with the profanity. <laughs> we know I only do rap lyrics. <laughs> yes. Okay. But I have to say, I cracked up at that moment when she said that because <laughs> that was so black. <laughs> I just don't fuck with you. What you talking about? <laughs> right, right, right. End of discussion. But immediately afterwards, um, Rachel went to the producers and had a fit because she knew how, how that was going to come across mm-hmm. on, mm-hmm. you know, on America's television. Mm-hmm. And um, somebody the bachelor told her, nation. Yeah. She mm-hmm. knew how it was going to come across and she did not want to be a stereotype, you mm-hmm. know? Mm-hmm. Um, and she talked to them, she explained it to them and, you know, they were all going back and forth, but someone told her that it was not going to air. And so I'm guessing that it did not. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't remember if she said it in, or not in the article, but there was, and that to me was evidence of them grooming her or not even grooming her, but that they knew that they wanted her to be the next bachelorette. Right. The fact that they did take out that, that, mm-hmm. um, that, that piece. Yeah. Yeah. Because yeah. ultimately she had to be likable. Yep. Exactly. Exactly. And you go up against a Karen, a little white girl, you right, know, crying her tears, falling out in the middle of the floor. At, at Victoria's, at Victoria's Secret. Secret. Like <laughs> <laughs> making sure she carefully places her bag down first and then fall down. And, and then fall down head. on it. You, yeah, you got to be careful. You got to be careful. You going up against them <laughs> and you have people who actually fall for that stuff. Yes. yes right. Yes, so absolutely. Um, All the time. that's why they keep doing it. Mm-hmm. And so, but she proceeded to talk about other examples of her being protected in the show, like her getting so drunk that she was vomiting in the toilet and somebody holding back her hair mm-hmm. and she recognizing that person as her only friend. And then her interactions with the, the, the bachelor at the time where she knew at some point that he just wasn't for her mm-hmm. or she liked him, but she wasn't ready to say, or she didn't feel like she loved him and they told yeah. her to say it. Yeah. And I guess that was their last date. That was right before she got um, excused mm-hmm. <laughs> off the show. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's just interesting watching how, reading about how those manipulations happen in the show. And, you know, in essence, for the most part, she kind of went along with a lot of stuff. But it was upon reflection later that she would speak to those things. And, right. And it seems like she went along with it more when she was a contestant. Um, She wasn't, she didn't spend all of the time when she was a contestant being cognizant or aware of what was happening. Like she, like you said, she kind of got lost in the sauce or whatever. Mm -hmm. But when she was able to then come back and be the lead, Mm -hmm. it seems like, I'm sure some clarity came later but it seems like she she, didn't even want to right but it seems like when she became the lead is when she had the most clear view of what was happening though after the bachelor and before the show had aired they had already told her they wanted her correct Mm -hmm. and she said no Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. a couple times i think she said 
she did say no as she said that she went back home and she's from texas and she attended mm-hmm. a mega church mm-hmm. and somebody at the mega church came to her and said i heard you were on the bachelor my daughter my loves daughter that loves show, show. Mm-hmm. she's so excited to see herself represented mm-hmm. and that's when for rachel it was like she saw that being the next bachelorette was an opportunity right to change narratives or yeah minds or whatever Mm -hmm. she said um it was an opportunity for a black woman to be seen as adored by men of all races backgrounds and professions i can't Mm -hmm. read my handwriting but yeah Mm -hmm. which that's when it turned back on for her again Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and so true to form Mm -hmm. you know white people like to white people Mm -hmm. and i think that she made sincere efforts to bring about some change she insisted upon them making certain accommodations for her she wanted to see a more diverse cast which mm-hmm. i mean if i'm going on a bachelor i want to see a bunch of white boys pop up on air right you know um she wanted there to be more black people behind the camera they hired black producers for her mm-hmm. um or well, not for her for the cast um yeah, she wanted to change it from within which mm-hmm. is what you know that's what she thought she was trying to do mm-hmm. and ultimately <laughs> they did all those things that she insisted upon and yet they still managed to create the narrative that they wanted cre- to create and cre- and present the story that they wanted to present mm-hmm. casting individuals who they could have done two seconds of research on Mm-hmm. or even just thought for a minute and recognized that those cast members were probably racist mm-hmm. set up these specific little plot lines and, and centering the drama of the season on race right which is unfortunate right right but she ends up talking about just them showing and I guess me and you have talked about this and we've, we've said we want to talk about it a little bit more but you know, when you don't, when you don't have us writing mm-hmm. our own narratives. Mm-hmm. Oh, we still um, got to do that show. Mm-hmm. Yeah. These <laughs> blind spots that people have, but she was basically talking about how she felt it, hmm, that stereotypes just play so well mm-hmm. for the, our, as far as these people are concerned about black women because like you Mm -hmm. said earlier about the being the angry black woman and that whole thing or being loose Mm -hmm. you know it's those stereotypes but for black men she was able to see that when she was the lead yes because you know the guy that she the black guy that she liked um who she said she liked as a friend because they were probably too much alike but Mm you know, the way that they framed him against the dude who was apparently kind of racist or whatever, but she was like that they almost, with black men, they have to be either angry, absentee, or worthless. Mm -hmm. But in either case, you know, there has to be a stereotype for a black person to neatly fit into in these situations. And I think that that just her situation, although it does not seem like it, it just reminds me of Nicole Hannah Jones. Hmm. Her situation as well, because to me, one of the things is just about agency, about mm-hmm. black women. Which we talked about recently. Mm-hmm. Right. Black women being aware of what's going on and actually trying to make sure that we, what is it? What is it talk about being uh watered where you're planted type thing like go where we're wanted you know Mm. Mm. yeah so being in a situation where so yes she asked the question can a show that's built on stereotypes handle race well Mm -hmm. and the issue is at the end of the day she went into a white institution and tried to change it from within to try, try to change it from within mm-hmm. and while she had a certain level of success 
ultimately their hands were the ones that were manipulating you know Mm -hmm. the the artwork that was being presented and Mm -hmm. the story ultimately came out the way you know they They wanted to tell it Mm -hmm. and I can see how you would compare that to Nicole Hannah-Jones because while she was invited into a white institution to Mm -hmm. and she saw it as an opportunity to affect change at her alma mater child listen that's a conversation for another day I know but I just had to say I had to (laughs) I had I had to say that because it wasn't like it was some random institution like it was a place that she has I'm sure a deep affinity for yes yes Mm -hmm. and she went into this white institution and she thought she was going to be able to tell them about themselves Mm -hmm. affect change from within Mm mm-hmm and ultimately, they tried to control that narrative, too. Mm-hmm. That's interesting. The, the 1619 Project was a doozy. And now we have all this stuff on CRT. And it's so ridiculous. I don't even want to listen. You know? <laughs> <laughs> like, both of us end up having, like, smoke coming out of our heads. <laughs> but, yeah, but I, I think that you know again in both of these cases um in varying degrees like these women um these brilliant black women actually um thought that they were going to be able to affect change Mm -hmm. from within these institutions Mm -hmm. you know different as they may be but institutions that that were still built on stereotypes you know and I appreciate you saying that about Lindsay, uh, Rachel Lindsay, because it goes back to what I said at the beginning of the episode. It would be easy to discount her mm-hmm. based on her being on The Bachelor. And she even described some of these women, women who are typically on that show. Yeah. You know, they're younger white women. They still live at home. Yeah. You know, some of them are educated. Some of them are not. Yeah. But they're all ultimately looking to, you know, settle down and get married and, you know, mm-hmm. you know have a nice life as a wife and mother um and that's even a judgment and a stereotype because I don't know that to be true either but that's what I'm assuming right based off of what she said and she so but based on my perception of that being who those women are and seeing her come on that show that's what I thought that she ultimately was too yeah yeah we didn't know that she was like a mature woman I I knew that she was a lawyer but I didn't even know that. But anyway. I knew that she was a lawyer. I mean, here's the thing. I have worked, I, I have told you about some of the people I have worked with in the past. Mm-hmm. And there's a particular person who I worked with when they found out Rachel Lindsay was going to be the first Black Bachelorette. Mm-hmm. She was extremely upset because she felt like it should have been her. Mm. She should have been the first Black Bachelorette. Oh, wow. Yes. Interesting. Okay. But she watched the Bachelorette and the Bachelor religiously. She is a part mm-hmm. of Bachelor Nation. Mm-hmm. But she's also someone whose entire bridesmaids party was, was white. Mm-hmm. So. Mm-hmm. so she would have been more like, dude. Although Rachel dispelled some of that stuff about him too. What the most recent Bachelor child? People talk, the first Black Bachelor. Anyway, um, anyway, yeah, I don't, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And I, but yeah. I don't know a whole lot about him, so I don't, I don't yeah. want to say, but I've heard him. Yeah. Yeah. But what you just, man just that doesn't really look biracial. Mm-hmm. Right. Right. Anyway. So, okay. Um, but yeah, I appreciate Rachel's efforts. I appreciate any black woman's efforts. And I respect to do what I really respect is her choice to, cause that's a guaranteed paycheck for a long time. Right? Yeah. Yeah. The fact that she, her connection with the Bachelor yeah. Nation, you know, yeah. that's a paycheck. She was a correspondent with Extra. The, anytime they call upon her, ask her to come, mm-hmm. whatever, mentor, anything, mm-hmm. that's a paycheck. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think she recognizes that uh, the institution as it is, ultimately, they are who they are. Even with a black network at the um, uh, a black woman at the head of the network, mm-hmm. there would have had to have been significant changes on other levels in order for her 
yeah. to make change. Like one of yeah. the things she mentioned was having a producer. Mm-hmm. She she needed to talk to a producer. Oh, wait, I want that exact line that she said because it was really interesting when she was talking about um, the fact that even though they had hired Black producers on the show, she did not have a Black producer mm-hmm. and that she was having to teach them about mm-hmm. how to deal with a Black lead as and the black still lead. be the Black lead mm-hmm. at the same time. Mm-hmm. I don't have it. I don't see it, but I just said it, so it's fine. <laughs> yeah, um, that was essentially the that was essentially the sentiment though. But I think um I I think that even that just kind of speaks to the whole handling of it and and their blind spots. Mm-hmm. Um and so what I was saying was I respect her decision to step away. And I don't mm-hmm. know if it's permanent. It sounded like it was permanent. It sounded like it was. Yeah. She said that she would not mind any any future bachelorettes. She if they want to talk to her, they can reach out mm-hmm. to her and she would mm-hmm. she would help help them the best way she could, but she's not gonna affiliate. And I mean, I respect that decision to walk away. Mm-hmm. Um mm-hmm. Cause she knows her worth and ultimately if she's never on another television television screen again that girl is a whole lawyer mm-hmm. she, well, she got fine. other stuff going on but she mm-hmm. mentioned that it's like it's bachelor nation and then there's bachelor clan which i mm. thought were two um distinctions and it's kind of who is the head mm-hmm. you know who who which 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 uh head of this monster runs the whole thing and i think what are you about to say i'm trying to see if you're about to say what i'm about to say because you made the comparison to nicole hannah jones and this is yet again yes we're gonna have to have we're gonna have to talk about yeah because because at that point people are scared of what you're trying to To make Mm -hmm. like what what are these changes so they're resisting the changes which we know that that's what well, I want to say we know we have our uh, strong opinions about <laughs> that's what these people were afraid of at UNC. They didn't know or they were scared of what Nicole was going to try. Actually, let me not be so familiar with this woman. What Miss Hannah Jones was going to try to do to their institution. They, mm-hmm. Everybody just scared of any kind of change, especially when it's some black women, because Y'all know how we do. Mm-hmm. Okay, Period. so I think that. <laughs> did you have anything else, thing else to say about Rachel? Um, no, I don't think so. So I think that <laughs> that's an interesting connection, and I want to discuss that with Nicole Hannah Jones as as well. Mm. Well, because I think with Nicole Hannah Jones, it ends up going into. A couple of different directions doesn't mm. it mm-hmm. um because again you know understood why she wanted to go you know um her alma mater mm-hmm. and i'm sure she wanted to and, and again she did not apply for this position look she didn't apply for the position someone who she saw as a mentor and a change maker at UNC reached mm-hmm. out to her and asked her to do it. She mm-hmm. said no. She said no again. She thought about it. Then she said yes. And mm-hmm. then she moved forward with the process. And mm-hmm. ultimately, she knew this had position, no reason to doubt. This position is one that is usually off, is, is automatically given tenure, tenure. From, from the gate. Mm-hmm. So her assumption was why would she assume anything different this is what they've always done I will have tenure but oh by the way no not this time right (laughs) and this was was this before she did the 1619 project or that she got offered it or was it after no this was after so the 1619 project was what she did to get her tenure was that her project uh no so that was just something like, that happened to be going. That was before. Yeah. I mean, cause she's an, she's an investigative reporter, reporter, investigative journalist. So this was, this was just her, it wasn't like she did it to get 
tenure. You know what I mean? No, I mean, but had she already, was she working on the 1619 project prior mm-hmm. to the invitation to come to? I feel like she had already, I don't know for sure, but I feel like she had already completed it. Because I, I, I know the 1619 project was released while I was teaching. Mm-hmm. I just don't remember if it was late 2019 or early 2020 oh didn't it correspond with the actual oh duh yeah it was in 2019 right because it was the 400 year anniversary right right correct so i think the invitation came after that yes okay okay that's what Mm -hmm. what i was looking for Mm -hmm. okay yep thank you Yeah, it came after that. It was a little too on the nose there. <laughs> Sixteen, nineteen. Like, yes, it came okay. after the invitation. Came after the sixteen, nineteen project. Okay, we're together now. It's okay. It's okay. Yeah. You know what, y'all? It's okay. I, I have those moments, but I'm I'm She's okay back. with them because I know I'm an intelligent woman. She's back. She's back. <laughs> um. But yeah, so we, and, and like you said, we'll probably have to talk about that separately, but I'm quite happy that Miss Hannah Jones was like, yeah, nah, y'all want to try to play me to the left. Mm-hmm. Recognizing that she did have a lot of support from fellow um, educators, which again, shout out to Black women specifically, because mm-hmm. I loved that sister at Maryland was like, yeah, no, nah, I'm like, y'all moving kind of shady over there. The chemist <laughs> was like, no, nah, I'm like, well, y'all moving over there. So I'm not coming. I'm going to stay where I am. Thank you very much. Oh, wait, <laughs> I don't know that story. You don't know. They had been courting some, I forget her name, but it was some black chemist. I believe it was the University of Maryland that she was coming from. But UNC were, had been trying to get this chemist to come to join the faculty. And then once all this popped off, sis, don't even know Nicole Hannah Jones because Nicole Hannah Jones said that fairly recently like I don't even know this woman Mm -hmm. like but the woman was like nah I don't I don't like how y'all handled this so no thank you but no thank you and so that made again the administrators at UNC even more upset because they're like see y'all costing us like people that we really been trying to get here because y'all being swayed by this foolishness so well i mean i I love it i love it Mm -hmm. um black women being bosses black women being bosses yeah because um and nicole hannah jones had her moments of of uh i don't want to say weakness but of questioning herself as well of course that she spoke to because she said well, she kept coming up for tenure and they kept postponing. They never actually denied her tenure. They kept postponing the vote. Mm-hmm. And well, until they denied it, they did. Well, they postponed, postponed, postponed. And then they offered her a five-year contract. Right. But without tenure. Without tenure. Mm-hmm. And she signed the contract because mm-hmm. there had been so much noise about the position Mm-hmm. She didn't want to disappoint anyone. And I guess she and UNC both thought once she started just working there, be it on this five-year contract or under tenure, no one would question mm-hmm. what it was. And so she signed it reluctantly, according to her, but she mm-hmm. signed mm-hmm. it. And then the story came out. Right. And, you know, they put up, they finally voted again and they voted in her favor. But that was uh, but six months after they were supposed to have voted, six, seven months after they were supposed to have originally voted on it because she was supposed to get it in December and they didn't vote on it until June, I think. But that, but that was, she didn't, they didn't receive or they didn't vote yes on it no. until after they had, Done she the had already thing. said, mm. no, no, no. Un- until she had already said, basically, we're going to get the attorneys involved. Oh, did in she? This. Yes, yes. That that was when the yes vote. That's when the came yes vote down. Came. Yeah, yeah. Because I mean, she moving her family. She right. making all these plans. This is a years long decision process. Right. right. And and I don't I don't know the academic world, but I know a little bit about contracts and stuff. So you know, you have a five year contract, but you don't have tenure, which 
people want. So your job is protected mm-hmm. in a contract. It is not. <laughs> so why am I going to do all of this uproot my family for something that y'all could decide y'all want to terminate at any time when normally I wouldn't even have this additional stress to be concerned about fuck you and your job and so and yeah and that I've deviated a little bit before but this whole 1619 project is where the root of all the CRT kerfuffle has come from Mm -hmm. um people can't handle the truth I like the parallels between her and Rachel Lindsay she told oh so (laughs) One thing I forgot to say, a friend of Rachel Lindsay's told her that she basically, because I guess Rachel recognized she was a token, and she told her, you played the part, and when you were done, you called them a racist with your whole chest. Whole and chest. that's what good sis Nicole did, too. Yeah, exactly. Although, I don't know if she played the part, per se, she was going along with their process. Yeah. And then she gave them the proverbial middle finger. Yeah, she was like, nah, because y'all, uh, you know, y'all, I have been shown by at least, you know, the 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 ultimate powers that be. Because again, mm-hmm. I feel like the faculty was all in support of her. Yeah, but these but wealthy the, donors behind everybody. Exactly. And mm-hmm. that one in particular, you know, but it's like, yeah, I'm gonna go where I'm wanted. Um. And no, it wasn't a plan B. No, it wasn't a plan B. And we can talk about that. Now that we should definitely talk about. We'll put a pin in that. It was not a plan B. (laughs) Because again. Because she wasn't, it wasn't a plan to begin with. Yes. It wasn't a plan to begin with. This woman was going back to her. She was going back to her alma mater. If, if, uh, If someone you have previously worked with, interacted with, Mm-hmm. reaches out to you and says hey we have a position that I think would be great for you mm-hmm. will you take it right. and you think about it and you see the the value in it and you take the position and you say you agree to the position in the process of, of taking a position that's not shunning someone else that's taking an opportunity that's presented that's Correct. you know going Correct. through an open door now Correct. the door shut and got opened a window right Right. I think there were several windows open actually. I, I think the so. With the best view. I think we just we just don't know about no, it. We don't but know about it. Mm-hmm. He opened a, a window and then poured out a blessing on the school too. Because guess what? She get to take with her all that money that she, you know, that mm-hmm. she got as a fellow. <laughs> so they're getting blessed while she's getting blessed. Hello, mm-hmm. boss moves boss moves so yeah neither she nor she was not initially interested in the position rachel was not initially interested in going to the bachelor that wasn't anything she had thought about mm-hmm. before mm-hmm. um she had someone pursuing her who you know inspired her and and made her feel welcome and wanted mm-hmm. just like rachel getting that <laughs> that rose mm-hmm. 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 <laughs> You know, um, there are a lot of similarities here. There have been manipulations in mm-hmm. people putting their toe in the water and trying to cause problems, which I think was another reason they started all this CRT stuff. Mm-hmm. I mean, the, the way people have been denouncing the 1619 Project as, as fiction. Yeah. Again, people wanting to uphold institutions. That's it. That's all. And people don't like when you try to shed light. Mm-hmm. 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 So. Well, I think things worked out for Miss Jones the way, um, in the best way possible, because Howard is nothing to, to scoff at. Yeah, right. Mm-hmm. Right. That's what I'm saying. It worked out for, for her and Howard. So yeah, and, and I think it, several schools did reach out to her. Mm-hmm, you know they um, did. Once she, once the news broke that she was passed for ten over for tenure. You know they did. Um, and she took the opportunity that was the best one for her and mm-hmm. the best one for everybody else. Mm-hmm. She started an organization there at UNC that I hope stays the Ida B. Wells organization yeah, or good. whatever. Mm-hmm. I hope someone picks up the mantle and. Um, and takes the lead on maintaining that because I think that 
I personally believe that there is still a need for and room for black focused organizations on campuses such as UNC. It's needed. It's definitely needed. It's needed. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's also a conversation for another day. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. What's your outro, Dina? <laughs> that was I'm like tired. I just got winded for some reason. I'm like, that's what to say. That just that was an erupt. So again, I've, I, I've said it a couple of times. I think these women are bosses. Mm-hmm. So this is going to be an oldie but goodie. This used to be like, remember when we used to have ringtones? Yeah, um, this, this was actually ringtone, so to, so, sort of. This was my ringtone because this was my. Shit. It's bossy by Khalees. That's the milkshake chick. Yes. <laughs> Wait, and I won't hold up. And I never do this. She said, "You don't have to love me. You don't even have to like me, but you will respect me. You know why? Because I'm a boss." I like that song so much. So anyway, y'all, thank y'all for listening to Spike Sweet Tea. We're so grateful to have you as our listeners. You all remember that you can find us on social media. We're on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitters. Um, easiest way to find us is with the hashtag Spike Sweet Tea or Spike Sweet Tea Podcast. You got anything for the people, Dean? Um, I don't. I don't. Y'all, um, you know. I think it's political these days to say but i'm gonna say it anyway please be vaccinated um you know i'm sorry if i offended some of you but you know they're kind of young kids these doggone z's don't want to get no vaccination vaccines are kind of working y'all so you know i mean i get it but talk to some people you trust about it don't don't wear your mask wash your hands wash your hands Mm-hmm. And use the good sense God gave you. That's right. And on that go, note, go and be great, y'all. Diamonds on my neck, diamonds on my neck, diamonds on my neck, diamonds on my neck. I'm bouncing. I'm the first girl to scream on the track. I switched up the beat of the drum.